Good evening, family. How are you doing today? I pray you had a productive day. I pray that you looked to the hills. I pray that you allowed yourself to be consumed by the Holy Spirit of God. I pray that you allowed your spiritual ears to be in tune to the frequency of his still, small voice. Still, but so present. And if we just take the time to listen, we can hear what the Spirit of God is speaking into our lives. So I came home and I was reading the word and I started reading Psalms 26 and it challenged me. Um, no matter how much you love the Lord and no matter how much you pray and no matter how much you, you know, fast or whatever it is that you do, nobody is perfect and we all fall short to the glory of God. And as I was reading Psalms 26 and, you know, just Imagining how David went before God. David was going before God and he was asking God to try him. And I'm just going to read it. It's only but 12 verses. And then after I read it, we're going to, I want to go back through it and just, you like, expound on what I'm reading. All right. So verse one says, declare, mind you, I'm going to be reading from the NLT version. So the Bible reads, verse one, declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted in integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives in my heart, for I am always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars. I do not go along with hypocrites. I hate the gathering of those who do evil, and I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands and declare my innocence. I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwell. Do not suffer me the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes and they constantly take bribes. But I'm not like that. I live with integrity. So redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground and I will publicly praise the Lord. Wow. Just wow. So the thing that got me was David said, Declare my innocence. Declare me innocent. For I have acted in integrity. I have acted with moral character. I have acted in honesty. I have acted in the right way. Declare me to be innocent. I trust in the Lord without wavering. Do you know the definition of wavering? To sway, to become unsteady, to fail, or to give away, or to feel, or show doubt, or to have indecision. David saying, I have trusted you without swaying, without becoming unsteady, without failing, without giving away without feeling or showing doubt and without being indecisive. I trust you. 
hands down that got me because no matter how much I love the Lord I had struggled so many times with trusting God without wavering and as I was reading it it made me question why why did I struggle and at times when there's something going on there's still that little question mark in the back of our mind and the only thing that I can speak on you know in my own life is I think sometimes we really put God on a man-like pedestal Man will fall us each and every time. And we've been so disappointed time after time after time. So even though we know the word and even though we know the scripture, sometimes it's so hard to believe because you have put your trust and you have put all of your faith in something. Maybe your father said, or maybe your brother, or maybe a lover Maybe your sister, maybe your mother. And for some reason, they fell short and and they disappoint you. So now here come the God of all creation, someone you can't see. You got to trust him by faith. And now I have to trust without wavering. I have to trust him without swaying. I have to trust him without being unsteady. I have to trust him without giving away. I have to trust him without showing doubt. I have to trust him by making a sound decision, not going left or right. I just have to be straight, make up a decision and say, this is what it is. I'm trusting in God. And I struggled with that. That I would hear a word from the Lord or maybe someone would give me a words of encouragement and I couldn't take it at face value because I struggle with having faith with people. People will hinder you from trusting God, but you got to know that God, according to Numbers 23, 19, God is not man that he should lie. And if we could get that, God is not like us. God is not going to be somebody that says one thing and do another. That we can find faith and we can find confidence in everything that God has said. And if we struggle, we could just look at prophecy being unfolded day after day. Even the fact that we love Jesus, we love the cross, we love the blood, but it was prophesied before it happened. When you go through the Old Testament and you look at the prophets and how they spoke about Jesus before his coming, God word, we can count on it. And just like Jesus came to pass, just as the prophet said, we can believe and take confidence and have hope that what God has promised us shall come to pass. I don't know too many things that were said to me that actually came to pass. There was a lot of things I hoped for growing up. There was a lot of things that I hoped for even now as an adult that people said that they would do and they never did it. But God is not man that he should lie. And as I was reading this, and I, it just made me just like, wow, Lord, forgive me. I just started going into repentance because when I read, I like digging deep and I like going. It's something that I picked up from my mama. She, she you know, when she studies, she, she gets the definitions of certain words so it can help her go deeper in her studies. And I picked that up from her. And I, so every time I read, I take certain words and I go get the definition so I can dig deeper. And it's like, I trusted you without wavering. 
And all I could do is repent. Like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for those little questions in the back of my mind. Forgive me for those question marks. You know, there's days that you like, yes, Jesus, yes, I trust you. You got this. And then we have those days where it's like, Lord, I do you? <laughs> I know what you said, but uh, according to how things looking, I don't know if you got this under control. But we got to know that he got it under control. And as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm convicted. And it's like, wow, David trusted God without wavering. Verse two, put me on trial, Lord, and cross examine me. Test my motives and my heart. Can you really go to God and say, stretch out your hand, lift up your head and like, Lord, here I am. Test me. Check me out. Check my mind. Check my heart. See what I'm about. You're going to see that I'm pure before you. Can we confidently go before God like that? Or would we be like Adam and Eve in a garden and go hide because of our nakedness? Because of our sin? Because of our fear? Because of our insecurities? Could we really go to God and say, examine me, Jesus? Examine me. That I'm not doing this because I want to be seen. That I'm not doing this because I want to be promoted. That I'm not doing this because I want to see what I'm going to get from it. But I'm doing it just for you. Or I'm doing it just for the person. Could you honestly say that everything you do is for the betterment of somebody else? That you don't have no ulterior motives? That you don't want nothing? That your that your motives and your heart is so pure? Can we say that? No. Because somewhere in the back of our, like some, we, nobody wants to do something for nothing. And what I mean by that, we all, we, we all have those hearts and we can be genuine and we can help people and not look for nothing in return. But there comes a point that there's certain things and certain people that you have a, 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 a expectation You know, it's not a, I won't do it if you don't do this for me. But you do kind of have some type of expectation of that person. Like, I do expect you to respect me. I do expect you, you know, not to lie to me. I do expect you not to do this, that, or the third. And as I'm reading this, he was like, put me on trial. Cross-examine me. Test my heart. Test my heart concerning you. Test my heart concerning the people that you place around me. Try me. Like, all I could do is just like, wow. It's just deep. Verse 3. For I am always aware of your unfailing love. Are you always aware of God's love? You know how many times I felt like nobody loved me? (laughs) Like nobody cares. Nobody. We all go through those moments where you have to question, you know? And he's saying, I am always, always, not sometimes, not, you know, a few weeks, like always aware. Every moment, every second, I am aware of your unfailing love for me. And I have lived according to your truth. Not my truth. Not what I think. 
not what I was taught, not what I was made to believe, but according to your truth, your word. I think this is amazing. Like to self-examine yourself. And the best way to examine yourself is by the word of God, because that should be our standard. That really should be the word of God and how we live our life should be. The word should be our standard, you know. So if you were to examine yourself right now. Could you honestly say that you trust God without wavering? Could you honestly say that you would be comfortable going before God and letting him examine you, examine your heart, examine your motives for why you do what you do? Are you so aware of his love, his presence? And are you living by his truth? Not yours, not your mother's, not your grandparents, but his truth. This is something to really think about because the word of God is our standard as men and women of God. This is how we should be living our life. And though it's not easy, though it takes time being in the presence of God, going into prayer, fasting, praying, reading the word that you may know his truth. Worshiping. That you can be in his presence. That you will always feel his love. Because it's not until you feel the love of God. And be so consumed by his presence. That you can trust him without wavering. And David was able to trust God without wavering. Because he was always in God's presence. And it's like when I pray. And I'm worshiping God. And I feel his presence and the Holy Spirit begin to speak. It's a different kind of feeling. You feel good. You do feel his love. And in that moment, you trust him like, God, I know you got this. But see, we got to be on guard. The Bible says, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves because the enemy is waiting for you to come out of that spiritual high. The minute you are in prayer, he is looking, he's scheming, he's setting traps. And the minute you come out of prayer, the minute you come out of worship, the minute you come out of fasting, here come the attack, the attack on your mind, the attack on your heart, the attack on your body, the attack on your finances, the attack on your relationship. Remember, Jesus was Um, fasting 40 days and 40 nights and then the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness and that's when the enemy tempted him at his most vulnerable state he was fasting for so long he was hungry he was thirsty and the enemy came it's something about when you spend so much time in the presence of God especially with fasting you come down vulnerable And if the enemy can catch you slipping, you don't want him catching you slipping. So we got to be alert. You got to be alert so he can't catch you slipping. Because sometimes we are. We're warring. We're fighting. We're praying. we're, We're interceding and we're going before the Lord. And we're fasting and we're praying. And then we're trying to feel like, why do I still feel defeated? You got to know that the attack is going to come harder because you're fasting. The attack is going to come harder because you're praying. The attack is going to come hard because you're interceding. 
We feel good in the moment. It feels so good while you're worshiping and praying and lifting your hands up. And you feel the anointing just resting on you. You're, sometimes it just feels like the oil is just running down your face when you're in worship with God. But oh, the minute the, the music turn off or the minute you close your mouth from worshiping, here come the enemy. And you got to be aware and you got to be alert. And not allow the enemy to steal that time you just spent with God. Because it's spending time with God and the enemy wants to steal it. Whether it be a phone call, whether it be something happened, some type of incident, something will happen right at that moment. And it kind of pull you away from that place. And you got to be vigilant and you got to watch as well as pray. Because you got to know that your adversary is looking around for someone that he can devour. You got to be watchful as well as prayerful. And when we get to that place and that we're so soaked into the presence of God, we will begin to trust him without wavering. And we would have confidence to say, Lord, you can examine me because you cannot be in the presence of God and don't change. You cannot be in the presence of God and don't change. It's something about the presence of God that just begins to shift the dynamics of your life, your thinking, your your heart gets shifted. You you just want to do things that you have never done before. You want to love and you're doing things like forgiving people. (laughs) Things just begin to shift when you're in the presence of God. You can't stay the same. You start loving on a different level and then you start giving on a different level and then you just you just begin to transition and start looking like him. And then and only then we can say, Lord, put me on trial. Cross examine me because I look more like you than how I used to look before because I've been in your presence. So I'm comfortable with you looking at me because I look like you. Test my heart. Test my motives. Because I've been in your presence so long that I allowed you to create in me a clean heart and a right spirit within me. So I'm doing things based on what your word says and uh, what, what you're leading me to do, what your spirit is leading me to do and not what I'm leading myself to do. That I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to do something to get my own way or do something to benefit me, but I'm doing it that you may get the glory. So you can examine me, Lord. I'm confident. And because I've spent these moments with you and I spend time with you, I've gotten to the place where I'm aware of your love, even in the moments which which seems confusing and and, and unfair and, and, and you know, those fearful moments and those confusing moments. I still feel your unfailing love because I spent so much time with you that this doesn't change your love for me, that this storm don't change your love for me, that this incident, this me losing my job or me losing this relationship or even me having this an ailment in my body, whatever it is, this doesn't change your love for me because I spent so much time with you when everything was OK, that I'm not going to think that you don't love me now that I'm going through something. 
So I'm always aware of your unfailing love and I'm living in your truth. I'm living according to your truth because I believe that you're not man, that you should lie. I believe that you love me. I believe every word that came forth, that your word is going to accomplish everything that you have set it out to do. So I'm a, I'm living according to your truth. You said I'm the head. You said I'm above. You said I'm more than a conqueror. I'm living according to your truth. You said that I'm the apple of your eye. So I'm going to live according to your truth. You said that you will keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind on you. So I'm living according to your truth. And I'm always aware of your unfailing love because I'm living according to your truth. And as long as I got your truth, I got your love. I know you love me because I'm holding on to your truth. I'm holding on to what you said is true about me and how you care about me. And how you love me and how that you're always mindful and you're attentive and you're, you're going to keep me. You're not going to allow me to fall. I just love this. I just love this. And as I was reading and I just wanted to share it with my family. And if you, you, you're, you're listening and you, you, you're a little convicted, that's a good thing. Because I was convicted reading it. As much as I love the Lord, I know where I fall short. I know where I need to do better. I know what areas I need to lay aside every heavy weight that besets me from being the woman that he called me to be. We all know where we fall short. We all know the, the areas that we're struggling in. And as I was reading this and I said, Lord, I want to trust you without wavering. I want to be able to stand before you and say, Lord, examine me. Examine my heart. Examine my motives. I want to be able to stand before God and say, Lord, I always know your love. I always know you love me. I'm aware of it all the time. No matter what's going on, no matter the day or hour, no matter the season, Lord, I am aware of your love and I am living in your truth. That is, wow, I'm just... I love reading scriptures that it is not so much that I haven't read before. There are some things that I haven't read before because I have not read the whole Bible in it, you know, but things that I have read and not having that heart, not having the ears to hear, not having the eyes to really see back then. So to go to come now and, and, and read, read the scriptures and see it in a new light and see it with pure eyes and see and hear with ears to hear the bible says if any man has an ear let him hear what the spirit of the lord is saying i'm convicted because it's like wow wow you know right just when you think you got it going on and right when you like yes i trust god yes and then you begin to read and the way he worded i'm ch- like wow like can i honestly say this And, it, and, and even in the, I love God because he loved us enough to convict us. Because if it wasn't no conviction, it would be no room for you to grow. You know, I, I think the Holy Spirit allow us to be convicted so we can take that conviction, repent from it, and then use it and apply it to our life that we will mature spiritually and mature altogether and be a better man and be a better woman. 
Because that's really what it's all about. All that God does is to develop us and strengthen us and to be all that he called us to be. And we all want to get to that point. At least I believe we all want to get to that point where we can say, I trust you with no wavering, no doubt in my mind, no question mark, nowhere in sight. Examine me from left to right. Test my heart, test my, test my mind. Because I am aware of your love all the time and I am living according to your truth. This truly blessed me tonight and it gave me something to work on and it gave me something to challenge myself with and to go before the Lord because I want to be confident. And even though I am confident now, there is always room for improvement. I remember my, my mom always told me have a teachable spirit. I always leave room for the Holy Spirit to teach me something because I have not arrived. And I don't think any of us will ever arrive to the day of Jesus Christ coming and taking his bride up home. I want the Holy Spirit to be able to teach me. I want to learn. I want to grow. So when I have days like this, it, it's it excites me. It humbles me and it excites me that, Lord, you just love me so much and you're always teaching me new things and you're always showing me that I can go higher. You're always showing me that I can press a little higher. The Bible says press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And it makes me want to press more. It makes me want to, you know, really trust him more and really get my mind in order get my heart in order that he can test me and I don't have any arterial motives for the things that I do and I want to be aware of his love all the time not just sometimes not just when I'm in prayer not just when things are going good not just all the time the good the bad and the ugly and we can say what we want to say but what's really going on in our heart amen only god knows what's going on in your heart we can tell people what we want to tell them when we want to tell them but god knows what's going on in your heart and i don't want i don't want to just say i trust god all the way to people i want to be able to tell god i trust you without wavering i want to be able to tell god examine me test my motives i want to be able to tell god i am aware of your love all the time for me and i live by your truth and your truth alone and i pray that will be your heart tonight that you want to get so close with god that you want to be so close with your living messiah that you can trust him without wavering that he can cross examine you that you could be so aware of his love and live according to his truth amen I love you, family, and I pray you have an awesome night until we meet again. I love you. Bye-bye.